0: Mouthy scooches. Oh, I didn't say that in Beckett voice enough. (laughs) Your mouthy scoochers.
1: so much better.
0: Okay, there we go. Um, You're listening to the Imperial Senate Podcast, everybody. Welcome. I am your host, Nikki, after a little bit of an absence because of just random stuff going on in life. Um, But I'm back and I'm excited to talk about all the new stuff, and with me today is... Your good friend and my fellow co-host, Sea Strips. What up, Claire?
2: Not a lot, man. <laughs> yeah, not as much as is going on in your life, man. You got people visiting from out of town. Ooh, yeah. Got... Oh, I moved. Uh, I moved a bunch of furniture from a U-Haul, not for myself, for somebody else. So that was Dang.
0: Good. exciting.
2: It was exciting. <laughs> exciting drink Drinking wine. <laughs> 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 oh, it's been uh, thrilling.
1: Man.
0: Well that's How that, you doing, is, man? that is fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing okay. Just uh I'm in like the last sec last bit of the first chunk of my the course I'm doing here. So I am in the the final processes of finishing my my first draft of my, my script that I have to turn in. And that's hey. due that's due April first. So I'm like bah. but after that I will feel great. <laughs>
2: um be <laughs> lifted.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. And then I have to immediately start a second one, but at least, um, at least it's a sort of a, a fresh start.
2: Definitely, you totally don't have any work to do at all. That sounds great. Great. <laughs> right.
0: oh, yeah, you will. Um, you guys will see me at so. I was like, we'll get into this later because this is obviously a big piece of news. But I was originally thinking my celebration. Plan would be during the overnight lines. So I would just be sitting there typing <laughs> on a script Oh my class. I was like, oh, I got plenty of time. You know, I'll be there for like like eight hours before the show. Um, you know, I can nap a little, ride a little, and uh, obviously that's that's a little different now, uh, which we'll <laughs> we'll surely <laughs> jump into. Um, but yeah, I was uh, that. Oh, that's that's what's going on with me, and it's a fun life. The sun is out in Los Angeles, California. It's Beautiful. Not, I feel like the it's sun not is been out, out
2: in Chicago too. It's has been not like, quite as sunny as yours. <laughs>
0: maybe not, but it's been a weird winter for anyone who who's been on this side of the world because um, it's been like really rainy. Like I I moved here without like a coat. <laughs> I was like, I don't, oh, wanna, no. I don't, I don't need that. And then, like, uh, eventually I was, like, talking to my parents. I was, like, please ship my coat to me.
1: <laughs> Help <laughs> me, I'm cold and like, wet. <laughs> with
0: my coat and my hoodie and, I'm like, umbrella? What? What's an umbrella? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been weird. <laughs> so I'm I'm feeling like I'm finally getting that, that L.A. experience I thought I was getting with uh, plenty of sun. It's a bright day.
2: There we go. That's funny. I love that you didn't even grab a coat. Like not nah, it's not even gonna get chilly. It's yeah, like-, <laughs> like
0: the the thickest thing I brought was just like a little sort of one of those like it's I don't even know what they're called. It's just like a jacket. Like a like a cotton jacket that <laughs> nice zips and up and with light. a hood. Um and yeah, I was like, oh, that's probably all I need for now. And I was like, why is it so cold? It's like I'm buying, like, <laughs> I to go to like the campus store and buy a hoodie. And, um, oh no! So so yeah, it's working out though. Life is fine, <laughs> and it, it life it,
1: is fun. it pre-
0: it prepares me for Chicago because I'll i need a little need a little warmth <laughs> for Chicago. I'm sure.
2: Probably, if all goes well, it should be in the fifties. Okay. Um, it's yeah. It hit a high of fifty two here today, and it's like the, the wind is blowing, so it's not super warm. But of course, I'm out there like in a super light sweater. Like I don't need my coat. <laughs> Suck it, weather. <laughs> 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 so I'm like basking in the sunshine right now.
0: <laughs> there we go. Even I think I think fifties are fifties are good.
2: They are good. It feels really, really nice outside, especially after freezing my ass off for months and months and months.
0: (laughs) It's like sunny, sunny and that like maybe that being the low is like a perfect weather range for me. It's like give me a jacket and some sunglasses and that that's like the perfect weather combo. You sound
2: like like you would be dressed very fashionably if you were that way. Looking cool. Yeah, it
0: real. that's the way, it, that's, the, that's the life, because um, I, I am the epitome of coolness.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, we both definitely are. <laughs> we do a freaking Star Wars podcast, we know what's cool. <laughs> it's like,
0: one of us is obsessed with Salacious Crumb.
2: <laughs> okay, don't you shit on Salacious Chrome. I will find you, and I, I'm seeing you in two weeks, I will fight you.
0: Hey, I I am not as enthusiastic, but I appreciate the fella.
2: Thank you. You should, as Great. should we all.
0: I, I'm, I'm all for a court jester.
2: Right. I, I. Everyone needs to laugh every now and then. Laughter is the best medicine. That's mm-hmm. just what he's here mm-hmm. for, man.
0: It's true, but
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that may be what he's here for. But what are we here for? That is Ooh. to talk about all the exciting things that have happened since I since we last recorded, and it's been quite a few. <laughs> um, <laughs> So the the top of the list is of course Star Wars Celebration in Chicago April 11th through 16th all four of us will be there of the Imperial Senate podcast so yeah buddy we're going to hang out if you're listening to the show you're going to hang out with us at some point i hope um it'd be it's really awesome to see people who put up with us in their ears and People then who put up with us? It's like, <laughs>
2: That's the best way to put it. I just
0: I need to know who these folks are. I need to meet these folks who like consider themselves fans <laughs> of us.
2: And I need to list. I need to give them a firm handshake and or hug. And then the first question out of my mouth is why? <laughs> like, <laughs> why do you put yourself through this? <laughs> is it one of those
0: things where it's like you you just you want to see like either either they really enjoy what we say. Or, they're just excited to see in what way we're weird, and
2: that's fair.
0: That's either either option is great for me. Um, but yeah, as long so, as
2: someone's happy. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean that, that's that's what it's about. And um, the big the big <laughs> the big thing is the convention runners uh, decided to release the information long-awaited information on what is going to happen as far as those big old panels that you want to go to are concerned with um, overnight lines and yada, yada, yada. And um, I guess the answer is a lottery system, a full lottery system and a virtual queue. And uh, there's a whole bunch of details online that even I'm not like super sure on yet. Uh, uh, because it's a there's a lot of like do this do this get this app check this app later check the kiosk if you don't get it maybe blah 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 reclaim it by this time so if you're an attendee at celebration and you want to know about panels don't listen to us <laughs> go read
2: we it. don't know <laughs> go read the website
0: because we will be like oh i'm not sure um so we make don't sure, get it. <laughs> yeah. You can please listen to us talk about it, but don't listen to us for cold stone information. Um and
2: we we've never been the best source for informational podcasts. But yeah. you know what? You'll get commentary about all this stuff we don't know for uh, sure about.
0: Come for the takes.
2: That's Stay right. for the
0: laughs. That's why I say it's it. hot. Yeah. Um so yeah, basically. Um, nobody is guaranteed admission. I guess nobody ever was. (laughs) Well, I guess we'll say that (laughs) much. Um, unless you, unless you waited for like 12 hours for the panel,
2: or you have a Jedi Master VIP pass,
0: which I still don't know how people get those (laughs) because they're always gone (laughs) immediately. 30 (laughs) seconds. Yeah. So somebody out there has it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a departure from something we've just come to understand from celebration. And I feel like it's also a, a new thing. Like my first celebration was 2012 in Orlando. And um I didn't line up for anything before eight AM. Um like it was it was go into the convention and I, I went to all The panels that were like the big ones. I went to um, the Clone Wars panel or all the Clone Wars panels, the Mark Hamill one, the Carrie Fisher one, Anthony Daniels, blah, blah, blah. It was so easy to get around. Um, And then for me, that's what had changed in Anaheim when the Force Awakens one happened. And it's like, whoa, people are lining up at like six o'clock the night before. Um, And then since then, it's just got progressively worse. This the like culture of overnight lining. Um, I don't know what your experience was with all this, but that's when I felt like I was like, "Huh, this is not what I come to came to like appreciate about celebration." It seemed less celebration culture and more like Comic Con culture coming in to this.
2: Yeah, so or in Orlando. You know, I've actually not camped out overnight for a single panel. Mm-hmm. We didn't do that at all in Orlando. I watched everything from the Star Wars show stage, and it was right across from the Star Wars Underworld booth where I spent a lot of my time because it seemed like a lot of my buddies were hanging there, and they, like, you could see the Star Wars show stage from their booth. So, like, mm-hmm. it worked out perfectly for me, and then I could just walk two feet back over to their booth and be like, so, how about this, guys, <laughs> when they came out of the panel and all that nonsense. But um, I, I I was kind of hoping for the overnight lines this time just because I didn't have that experience last time, and I know that even though it's exhausting and harrowing and nobody gets any sleep and you end up disheveled and miserable by the last day, if you do all of them, which... Oh my god, Eric Strathers did all of them. Um
0: <laughs> what a and he was
2: a zombie. He was an empty shell of a man by the end. <laughs> but um but I wanted to at least do one because I know that so many people have had such positive like fan bonding experiences from those overnight lines.
0: And Ryan and Johnson from getting into
2: those panels.
0: Ryan Johnson's show yeah. and signing and pizza pictures, and that was epic. That's
2: awesome. Mm-hmm like that's incredible there's so many crazy experiences that you that people have gotten and great memories from those lines so i was kind of hoping to be a part of it this time um but yeah i it's probably good that there is a lottery system because i know that there were some people in orlando that camped out overnight and then still didn't get in the freaking panel
0: That's screwed up um
2: that system needed to be revamped in some way the lines to even get inside the building in orlando were a hot mess and Mm -hmm. like they needed some like major overhaul to fix that um which is why i'm glad that you can kind of get in earlier and the panels are a little bit later if i'm not mistaken i think they all start at 11 o'clock yeah i think it's about an hour later
0: usually it was 10 i think
2: so, so that'll give people more time to even get in the door. And I think there's, and there, um, if you win the lottery, whether you're going to be in the celebration stage, in the room where it's happening, or watching the stream of the episode nine panel from the galaxy or twin sun stages, they even have like um, to help with the crazy congestion in the lines, you're designated a time where they let you in. Mm-hmm. Like, to kind of stagger how they seat people, and I think that's very efficient and probably a good idea. As long However, as it's
0: better than the uh, the tops version of that, because I'll I'll, I'll get by. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like <laughs> um,
2: the no, tops no
0: the tops version. When I went to go get my Hayden Christensen autograph, I was like, I showed up for my slot, and they're like, he's not taking anymore. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what um, you paid
2: for this? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like. That's that's not a thing. And, like, luckily they had some dude who, like, caused a scene and then they let a few of us in. But I almost missed Good. that by showing up at my allotted time. Um,
2: that's crazy.
0: So, I yeah, I, I hope they don't run things like that. But, yeah, um, please continue.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think the weirdest thing with this like lottery system is, um, is that well, not the weirdest thing, but it seems like you can link up your passes every day with other people, so that now that wasn't the original case, but now so you don't end up sitting alone. Because I can personally speak for this, um, as well as some of my other friends who are female. If you get alone, if you if you are assigned a seat in this panel alone as a woman. There's some creepy people out there, and I would rather I feel safety in numbers. I feel like many people do, and I'd rather have at least a buddy with me and not be alone, potentially being harassed by some strange dude that I got randomly placed next to.
0: Mm-hmm. That's it's a very before. it's a very it could important happen again <laughs> step that they it is that feeling safe. Yeah, like yes. I mean i I don't know if it was because enough people like brought attention to it that they were like, "Oh crap," um, but. Yeah, it's like it's crazy to think um that they thought that would be okay. Because even yeah. like even like before any lottery system, you've heard horror stories of of like women in crowds. Yeah. Uh, and like people like even if it's innocent, it's like why are you touching me?
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: and, like and stuff like
0: that. And um
2: It's stupid because especially in college, I don't go out to bars as mm. much as I did in college. If I had a nickel for how many times I was inappropriately touched by a man in a bar mm-hmm. or in a large group of people, I would have a lot of money. <laughs> like now put me in Star Wars celebration. This is my place where I feel safe. This is my my home. Star Wars is Star Wars feels like home. I don't want to get groped in my own home Ugh. alone with nobody there to like have my back, you know?
0: Right. Like I can't promise my friends. That I won't grope them <laughs> during the episode nine trailer, <laughs> but that's something we will clear beforehand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sometimes you know what it's just gonna make <laughs> it's just gonna be so moist <laughs> that episode nine trailer that who knows where the kids are it's going. Just like,
0: it's like I'm gonna need something <laughs> to hang on to, and it's gonna be you <laughs> next to me. Um, but yeah, I mean that it's such a that was such a like important uh, adjustment to their system. Um, and even even on the totally innocent side of grouping, it's like you want to enjoy these things with your friends. Yeah, like that is the point of like not some rando next to you. It's like yeah, make new friends, but like like I'm like so many other people, I'm going there to meet people who are my longtime friends, and I want to enjoy these moments with them. Like that's for sure. Like that's the deal. So the idea of originally. Um, I think it was if you bought the tickets together, like a family or something, then, yes, then they would. But be if
2: they're gonna do that, then you should do it. You should like maybe suggest to people like you should buy them maybe in a group, right. When the tickets go on sale.
0: And that actually sort of brings me to my biggest gripe about the whole thing, and that is why would they wait to announce this so late?
2: Yes. <laughs> um,
0: because it's been two years since the last celebration.
2: It's not like you haven't been planning. <laughs> and
0: it's like even January of this year, what if they release this? Because it's all like a lot to take in as badges are coming in. Now I got to activate my badge. Now I got to link my badge to this and that. Um, and it's, and like- I'm
2: pretty sure that's the reason that this leaked or if it leaked in air quotes some people got their badges kind of early and they're like what does this activate my deal you know mm. i think that's how it originally came out and then they had the release
0: yeah and it's like and i i am generally like super forgiving of whatever misstep happens at celebration because i can only imagine what hell of a monster it is to even organize semi-competently <laughs> um yes so like again it's like i'm not here to like rag on anyone but it would have been really really like much cleaner for everybody involved if this information was out here months ago because then then it's not such a shock i mean because this is a radical change um at least for the celebration culture which if it's like a fan like me celebration is the only convention i go to like i don't i don't know convention culture in any way, like maybe lotteries are things you get in other places. But like, as far as what I know to expect from celebration, this is like pretty radically different. And like, there was something comforting about knowing, yeah, I got to put my like, I got to put my comfort and whatever on the line, but I'll probably get into that panel. Like there was that, there was that sort of like safety net. And then you would be like, well, I can't do that. So I can't make it. And then it, it was, again, it wasn't necessarily fair. And then this is like aggressively fair, (laughs) you know? It's like, it's like the Thanos approach of like, (laughs) it's like fair, impartial, nobody's, nobody has anything. And it's like fifty um, percent
2: of you will not into yeah. the panel. It's like the snap, <laughs>
0: the snap of the fingers and the lottery happens, and it's like okay, well, yeah. I mean, and it's I've seen people with really like kind of gross takes about it, where they're like, well, I bought a five day pass, I should get priority over someone who bought a one day pass because I spent more money. No. And it's like, "Mm, no, (laughs) um, some
2: people can't get off work. Some people, it, it shouldn't matter that way at all, you know?
0: And, but like, I, I also understand the feeling of like, obviously it, it isn't the the truth, but like it, I'm sure it makes a feeling of, well, what makes them any different from me? (laughs) And and it's like, it's nothing. It's literally just luck. Um, and then and then yeah you have to like claim the the thing by April 5th I think if you get yeah. in and then it like sort of reopens I suppose.
2: Yeah, you got to be on top of that mm-hmm. stuff. You really so, do. And I and I don't know what those specific dates are, but I really need to check. <laughs> I believe it's
0: you have to th- there's a time frame like a like a time stamp also, but I believe it's you have to have applied for the lottery by April 3rd and then you have to have you need to have claimed the lot your if you're selected your you need win. to claim it by by the 5th
2: so and, i got to say about that part mm-hmm. of the system um i think that's super fair and mm-hmm. one thing that i do like about that is that i know before i arrive what panels i'm going to um what major panels i've gotten into <sighs> and how i can plan my week
1: yeah, I'm sure. of, well,
2: I mean, you know from recording this podcast with me, Nikki, um, I'm kind of an organizational <laughs> nut. I cannot yep. record a podcast unless we have show notes ready to go. Otherwise, I am full of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So knowing my plan and knowing or at least a loose plan, having that outline, that's going to help me feel better about it. Um, but so positive side of it you'll know before you even show up in april whether or not you're going to be in that room which yeah. is kind of comforting and that'll give the people who are pissed off that'll give them the time to maybe cool down a bit
0: <laughs> yeah and like again there's so many levels to this that make it better and i like my my overall feeling is there's no panel system that's great no and what what works the best I think it will be this. But it's just a lot to have happened so soon. Um, yeah. And, 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 yeah, like, to, to your point, like, you can plan the weekend. Like, I was thinking about maybe, you know, doing a few autographs or, like, photo ops. And in the past, it's like, well, I might get into this panel. And then I don't know if this is going to line up with this. And do I order a Saturday right. or do I order a Friday? Now it's like, okay, by April 5th or whatever, I'll pretty much know what I'm in. And what I'm not, and I can plan those things better. And yeah. That that's definitely a comforting thing. And just like the other side of that also is um I remember the last celebration. I remember feeling like I was just in lines the whole time. Yeah. Like I didn't, it's like, oh yeah, I couldn't make it to this thing because like like the Star Wars Underworld stage. Like Charlie was like, hey can you come over to the stage, the, the the booth or whatever? And I was like, I would love to, I'm stuck in a line though. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I, I don't, I won't say regret because I still enjoyed everything I did the last celebration, but there's definitely that feeling of, Oh, I missed a few things because I was stuck in line.
2: I was at the star Wars underworld booth because you were stuck (sighs) in a line. You could have met me.
0: My future podcast mate.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Who would have thunk it?
0: Yep. But, uh, but yeah I so blame the
2: lines, yeah lines
0: <laughs> lines are the devil um, so <laughs> it's 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 an appreciated move that this is happening, um and I think people who people who like me, are obsessed with panels, like that is my top tier thing for celebration. Um, I think you'll learn that it's not the worst thing to miss it because you can always catch it somewhere, um it's like the star Wars page.
2: Yeah, the Star Wars show and stage.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm sure it will be on the Star Wars show stage again, right? Even though we do have those two overflow rooms for Last Jedi and just one overflow room, I think for the other major panels. Mm-hmm. But I think that's right.
0: Yeah, and like um, you can catch things there, you can experience things in a different way. Um, obviously, there's there's nothing like how electric it gets in the panel room, but that's not to say you can't enjoy being somewhere else. Um, because I know I was at the the 40th anniversary and the Last Jedi panel. I was at the Star Wars show stage. and
2: Yeah, as was I. Mm. And that was such a special moment and special yeah. energy, even in that room.
0: Yeah, like that was really fun. I wish they bumped the volume up a little <laughs> on some yes. of the things. But <laughs> um, that, that's really cool because you're watching it with like Andy and Anthony. And I remember Pablo was there. Um, I, I like, I would just like first name basis. I'm with all these people, um, <laughs> but you know who they are. And like Sam, Sam Witwer was around also for either the last Jedi or the 40th one. So it's like the star Wars show stage. If you don't make it into the panel is an Go epic there. place to be. And if, and if you know that's your game plan, you can get really close to the front, which I think I don't remember which one I was at, but I got like pretty much front row for one of those.
2: And the nice thing about being the front row of the Star Wars show stage is if it's going to go anything like it did in Orlando, the second that those celebrities are done talking about or done talking on that panel, guess where they go over to the Star Wars show stage to get interviewed by Andy and Anthony. And then you can Mm -hmm. be there looking at them 10 feet away that way. Mm -hmm. You can still be in the same room as, as your people. You
0: yeah. Know? I was there for, for Hayden,
2: I think. Oh, I was there for Hayden, too, yeah. and I was just, like, crying. I'm like, I'm so happy for you.
0: Uh, I'm so glad he's back.
2: Me, too. He's
0: so in right now on the convention line.
2: <laughs> he's always in. I don't care what they say.
0: He's a great Sweet guy. Baby.
2: He's good pumpkin.
0: Um, guys, go see Hayden. If you, <laughs> if you haven't already, if you missed him in Orlando, go see him. Either photo op or autograph. I don't care how much money it is. (laughs) Go see him. He is a wonderful human being. And he's ageless. It's creepy.
2: He really is. Except he looked a lot older. At least in my opinion. He looked a lot older before he accepted the warm welcome that he got. Like I I swear, when he walked out for that 40th panel and surprised all of us, um, Mm. when he did that, and when he's first walking out onto the stage to talk about Star Wars, his face and his body language screamed, please don't throw tomatoes at me. Mm-hmm. And then it took him a while to warm up to it. He was nervous as hell. And then when he finally realized, oh, wait, these people are genuinely happy to associate me with Star Wars. Okay. Then he yeah. started to like loosen up and he looked much younger. <laughs> I mean,
0: how can you not be nervous? Because oh, definitely. the, the- – the cultural narrative, which has been morphed, <laughs> um, is that he sucks and he ruined this character, blah blah blah. Like that, like that is you ask someone random on this you ask like kind of run of the mill, sort of like I've seen the Star Wars movies kind of thing. And like that's the opinion they'll give you. Yeah. And so for him to come to the celebration, obviously, um, I, won't, <laughs> I don't know if it's like some noble thing because I'm, I'm sure Topps takes care of him like really well. Um, Definitely. <laughs> but, but like to come there and then be ready or not know what you're going to get and then be hit with just a wave of love. That is that is the power celebration. And that's something I hope we give even more to Mr. Ahmed Best who's going to be there.
2: Definitely. And seeing like watching that happen for Hayden makes me even more excited. To see that happen for Ahmed Best, because you know that the crowd is going to flip out. I'm so excited! Yeah,
0: <laughs> and it's one thing I regret from Orlando 2012 um, because Jake Lloyd was there, and he was <gasps>
2: no, I yeah, didn't know that he was he
0: was doing autographs. And in 2012, it was so easy to just be like, "Hey, what's up?" and not like have to pay for an autograph like you don't you don't get an autograph but you could just go like talk to him and like right. and I didn't do that in 2012 cuz I don't know why I was it was my first convention I guess I didn't really know what I would even say but like obviously like little little episode 1 Anakin is a huge part of me growing up as a Star Wars fan and I would have loved to extend some warmth to him back then obviously Definitely. considering considering what he's gone through since then um, but yeah, I didn't, and I will live with that for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a special thing when we know we can do this for these actors who feel like the, the pop culture vibe is negative towards them.
2: Because they matter in our lives. Mm-hmm. They matter to somebody. I mean, they matter to many somebodies, but I don't think they, even though they've had such backlash, I don't think they realize that how many people responded positively and have so many fond memories and such a strong emotional attachment to the work they've done. Even if the mainstream pop culture media is like, nah, bro, y'all suck. Yeah. We love you. We Star Wars fans will love you.
0: It's one of those things, um, it's like you and McGregor had a, a quote pretty recently. It was, I forgot what special it was. Um, But it was just like a little paragraph where he's like, you know, when we did the movies and the like reaction that happened, it's like, okay, they're treated as these like kind of silly things. And maybe I don't talk about this as much, but like now I'm meeting people who are telling me like how meaningful those were and what they meant to him, to them growing up. And now like he looks back at the prequels fondly.
2: And that makes me happy,
0: right? Like that
2: we're starting. The, like, everything is so reactionary, right? When it happens, mm-hmm. you know that in ten years, people are going to look back on the Last Jedi and soften on it. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I hope it's going to be, because I feel like that's what happened with the prequels.
0: I feel like it has to, like mm-hmm. you see it now with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull.
2: Yeah, like people, people are like, oh, it wasn't that bad. That too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's why. That's why this whole culture of just trying to take things down, no matter what they are, like it's just it's not worth it. It's not worth um, jumping in on that because I swear to God, people will eventually go back and just be like, eh, that was fine. Like nothing to nothing to scream about. Um, yeah, but yeah, like. And I think, you know, just thinking back on that Ewan McGregor quote, like, it's one of those things where, you know, he was a, he, obviously he's had a great career since then, but when he signed on to episode one, he was like a hot, like the the new, one of the new it guys, right? Yeah. And like, to have gotten that initial cultural reaction was probably like terrifying. It was probably something like, oh yeah, I don't want to end it. Yeah. Like I don't want to play this up. I think Natalie Portman was probably the same. Um, but, but yeah, no, I think, I think more and more they're going to see that a lot of people, especially our age, like grew up like worshiping them, <laughs> um, yeah. and still do. That's
2: my, those are my heroes.
0: Yeah. So I, I just hope that continues to be a thing. I, Can you imagine if fucking Ewan McGregor shows up to this Phantom Menace Uh. panel?
2: Um, (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like, what what an event. I'm so glad they're doing this panel, by the way. Because, again, in another world, you would expect them to want to, to, like, brush this under the rug. Yeah. But they're like, no. Like, it's 20 Years of Phantom Menace, uh, which is my favorite prequel um so i'm very excited but it's like yeah it's 20 years of this movie let's celebrate it because that's what we do at this convention um yeah i don't know how we got there from I the mean, lottery system
2: i <laughs> don't even know but i'm glad we did what a yeah. nice little moment we had um
0: <laughs> uh, but let's see what else is there to say about the lottery
2: Oh, there's going to be virtual queue lines for celebration exclusive merchandise and some of the other minor panels. Okay. That's going to be a thing as well, not just the main stage ones. Right. Um, so
0: that's the only one that's a lottery.
2: Yes. The, um, the, 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 the first panel of every day. Yeah. So the first the first major one. So the Last Jedi panel, the Mandalorian panel, the Galaxy's oh, Edge panel, panel, and the 20th uh <laughs> The Last Jedi, is so what I just said? <laughs> yep. Episode 9. <laughs> not The Last Jedi, what am I talking about? And uh, bup, 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 Galaxy's Edge and Phantom Menace. Right. Yeah, those are the four that are lottery systems. So,
0: are you sweating over any of those?
2: Um. Uh, I really want, uh, if if I could only get into one of the four, not that I get the choice, Um. I would want to get into the Phantom Menace one. Mm-hmm. That's the one that I'm kinda of sweating over. Um, and then of course episode nine. But um I don't really it sounds bad. I don't really care about the Galaxy's Edge panel, partially because Same. I'm not gonna be able to go for years. Right. <laughs> I feel like that's um,
0: that's info that is not gonna blow your mind in the room. I'm no. like obviously I think there are people who are big park enthusiasts who Definitely I will gladly Forgo my lottery entry <laughs> for them to yeah. uh, for them to like give them a better chance to experience that. Um But yeah, I, I I'm on the same page as far as that. I think
2: and and when it comes to Galaxy's Edge, I would rather see it for the first time and see those like walk through videos or in photos and stuff. I'd rather see it in person. Mm-hmm. I because I know how emotional of an experience it's going to be once I finally get to go. Right. Right. Um, and I kind of don't want to know what to expect when I'm walking through that park for the first time. Yeah. I want to be wowed.
0: That's a good point. And, uh,
2: I mean, the stuff that I've seen so far, I've been really excited about, but I've seen enough. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's kind of like with the Avengers Endgame marketing. Don't give me any more trailers. I like. I don't want to know anymore. I yeah, have reached yeah. my highest possible level of hype. Don't give me any more. <laughs> I'm like that with the,
0: um, the Game of Thrones trailer. I watched it again last night. And I was like, "Yeah, this is yeah. this is good. No more, like, um, yeah, no
2: more. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm chill with this. So, so yeah, no, totally. I I definitely get that. I think I think for me, it's it's nine is the top. Like, I I, w- I will enter lotteries for for nine Mandalorian and and Phantom Menace. Um, but I think nine will be like the one for me. And then I really want to go to the Mandalorian one." I feel like something. I, too, I feel like something really, yeah, something really nuts is going to happen there. Um, yeah, but also, I obviously, you just put don't know. My
2: own human eyeballs on Pedro Pascal, I would Ugh. freak the fuck out. Oof! <laughs> my I own to, like, eyeballs.
0: I need to like get a Martell flag and just wave it around if he comes on stage. Yes!
2: Oh my god! You and I cosplay as <laughs> Thrones people. We will we'll both be Oberyn Martell right. cosplayers, and we'll stand there. It's <laughs> in like- Shoving spears in the sky yes
0: oh man that would be epic <laughs> if he did a photo up, I think we'd know what was going on there um,
2: oh definitely
0: but yeah I think I think <laughs> Mandalorian is gonna be something's gonna be nuts about that that's just because like you you hear like the rumors and it's just like there's stuff in there that is like groundbreaking I think. Yeah. Um,
2: and that's the next piece of star Wars content that's coming out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What? <laughs> a, and, and it's the, you know, the first live action show. Um, there's
2: a lot of unknowns and yeah. a lot of craziness that, that I want to know more about. And I'm going to watch right? that panel for sure.
0: Yeah. An yeah. unmind era of, of story. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just like, there's, there's so much in there. Um, I think even, uh, because the Lego store happens to be this like hub of nerddom. Um, some guy who worked on the Mandalorian set came into the store. I wasn't here cool. for I wasn't here for this, um, but he was like a lighting like I was going
2: to make sure you interrogated.
0: No, he's like a lighting guy. And he like, he was telling like one of my coworkers, he's like, yeah, some of the shit in here is just insane. So, <laughs>
2: I need to see it so bad. Like, is it fall I, yet? No, it needs to be celebration. But
0: <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, um, I see people on Twitter and they're just like, Yeah, I'm not jazzed for the Mandalorian. And it's like, I get that. How? Yeah. Like, How I mean,
1: though? <laughs> I get it
0: because people have interests, right? Like, if they don't think yeah. the Mandalorian is gonna scratch those, then that's fine. I don't need them to comment on it though. <laughs> like I don't need them to do anything. Um and It's like, I understand that. But also, when you're starting to hear things like, this shit's going to be off the chain, it's like, okay, are you sure you don't want to check this out? Are you sure you're not a little bit pumped about this? Because it's just, it's exciting no matter what.
1: Definitely.
0: Um, So yeah, that and then, and then The Phantom Menace is just like, it'd be epic to celebrate that movie. I hope something really epic happens at it. Um, My hope...
2: It won't yeah. happen. But what my want from the Phantom and his panel is for and McGregor to come out and be like, oh, hey, by the way, do you ladies want me to tell you about this Kenobi film I'm working on? Or like, <laughs> sorry, Bat's got a shack sent, but like, or like a Kenobi miniseries for Disney Plus. I'd be like, yeah, that's a thing. You're going to get that in two years. Bye. Then I just, I, I would melt into the floor. Like, that would just. <laughs> I do love the um, way he says... It won't happen, but it'd be crazy.
0: It, it, it might. <laughs> you never know. Um, <laughs> I do love the way he says Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Obi-Wan
2: Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh,
0: it's so funny. He like Obi-Wan. Makes it, he makes it like into a song.
2: Oh, it's um, beautiful the way he says it. Yeah. It's beautiful the way he says anything though. Let's be, He's let's be real on that one.
0: Wonderful. It's um, magical. I say that without knowing anything about him personally. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I hear he went through some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard voice. the
1: same. But
0: <laughs> he's wonderful as Obi Wan. Um yeah, I I can't even imagine what that would be like if they if they bring up his like an Obi Wan project. Because because it sounds like it's it has crazy. the rumor has transitioned from this film idea into a miniseries. Mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know if you guys have covered that on an episode I missed. Um
2: but, not really, no. Yeah
0: but that seems to be this new vibe right of like these these sort of character um based little mini series which i think i'm down with if that's if that's a lesson they learned from from solo then i'm down with that
2: definitely yeah mm-hmm. me as well
0: and then bring alden back please yes um but yeah guys that's the that's the lottery system <laughs> in our show notes it says it's fucking weird and it's true <laughs> <laughs> Because there is there's stuff in there that you gotta double check. I'm gonna have to double check because it's not something I wanna miss out on because I fucked it up. Definitely. Um so good luck to everybody who <laughs> goes in for the lottery. I hope we're all there.
2: May the odds be ever in your favor. Yeah.
0: I hope we're there. We've survived the snap. Um <laughs> and we get to sit in those rooms because again, it's just it's it is Insane when you're at a panel like that. Um, It was—I'm pretty sure the Force Awakens one, like, was my first out-of-body experience. (laughs) (laughs) So I I hope if 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 panels are your thing, I hope you make it. Um, But yeah, let's see what else is there. There's a lot of merchandise was announced um, from the Celebration official store. I know I'm excited about those Loth Wolves. Oh,
2: oh, they're so good. They're
0: amazing. Um and I was I was <laughs> by by pure luck. Um I was studying in London at the last cel- the celebration there. So I was able to get the Loath Cat plush. And <gasps> those to
2: complete the set. Yeah,
0: and those were hot property. Um, well,
2: they're freaking adorable. Of yeah. course, they were. <laughs> so
0: now I'm like, okay, I need the wolf because also like I love wolves so much. Um, so Star Wars wolves, <laughs> I need. Yes. Um, I just got the little like Nymeria pup plush. Also, oh,
2: that's so sweet. I
0: love my wolves. In fi- <laughs> I love my fictional wolves. Um,
2: I gotta say, this, this is random, but uh, my boyfriend Steve has a all white German Shepherd. And I kid you not, she looks like a freaking loth wolf. And when she's running around chasing things, you're like, holy snow.
0: Oh, man. Like,
2: this is freaking ghost over here running around. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so, loth wolves. Woo!
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <they> are,
0: <laughs> that's going to be epic. So, you get a little plush loth wolf. Um, also, just, just like Easter egg announced by uh, Tracy from Lucasfilm. Uh, what, what's that? What's that division called? <laughs> Public Story relations tape? or something. Public
1: relations. Um,
0: she's she's the one who like clears interviews and whatever. Um, but she, I think on Twitter, just sort of like said that there's a plush bitey.
1: Yes. Star Wars <laughs> Resistance.
0: There is a bitey. If you guys watch the Star Wars show that came out today, you can see the plush bitey on the shelf behind. Um. Uh, Andy and Anthony and Bitey looks amazing.
2: (laughs) You look so good. (laughs) I need him so bad. (laughs) I
0: I know we like haven't done enough resistance content on this channel.
2: It's coming. There's going to be a smack dab season review and finale review episode coming. So don't worry. You're going to hear me squeal about Bidey. (laughs) <laughs> you you're gonna hear it. <laughs> there's,
0: there's, it's gonna be insane because there's that episode, I forget which one it is. I think it's the one with Sonara escaping. But it's where like Kaz goes underwater and he's like, Oh no, I think I lost Bitey. <laughs> and yeah. then Bitey fucking comes back. Bitey survives. And MVP. I was I was losing my shit when I thought Bitey was gone. I was like, what an awful death. He's like, just I, drowning. I yeah, like he's just drowning and not being able to bite the water. Not being <laughs> and, able to bite and the water. And <laughs> then there's Bitey just like chomping on the the windshield of uh, this little podcast. So, Bitey Forever. Yes. Bitey is a goat of the Star Wars canon.
2: <laughs> so true.
0: Um, Up there with Bucket <laughs> for Resistance characters Aww. on Bucket. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about this too in our uh resistance thing. But when Bucket got shot.
2: I was pissed. I
0: that was the first time I that I can remember in a Star Wars show gasping. Um and then it's like, oh, okay. He's he's okay. <laughs> but but yeah, I God. like I seriously almost lost it. Um but well again coming soon.
2: It'll come. It'll yeah. happen. <laughs> um,
0: what else? So yeah, Bidey. And then I think this might be the other if if and bitey are top three the one that rounds that out for me is this master and apprentice celebration edition um signed by claudia gray you can get signed copies um and it's just the book art like the cover art is i don't even know how to describe it but it's like obi-wan and qui-gon back-to-back surrounded by an army
2: it looks awesome (laughs) yeah
0: and it looks so cool It's so promising for what the story is going to be. Um, And you get a little pin also um, because people like pins. Pins are fun.
2: I am in Orlando. I'm as I am a big Thrawn fan. The very first thing I wanted to do on the very first day of celebration was go to the Del Rey counter and Mm. get my celebration exclusive copy of the original Thrawn novel and get my my Grand Admiral Thrawn celebration pin. So I did. Yeah. <laughs> at the end. And it was so worth it. Um, I have a little cork board on my desk with all my um, Orlando pins and I'm looking at my my sexy Thrawn right now who's staring into my soul with his grumpy red eyes. And um, definitely, yeah, I want to do that again with Master and Apprentice. I want to make sure I get that celebration version of the book and <clears throat> that pin.
0: Yeah. I think depending on whatever morning panel I'm able to get into. And if it's not, if I say if I don't get any of them <laughs> and it's not the episode nine morning, then I think I will probably miss, I'll go ahead and skip the live stream. Yeah. And just go straight to that booth to get a wristband for that. Because,
2: What makes me wonder though, is they were doing the virtual queue lines for some of the exclusive merch. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be one of them where you have to pop in a virtual queue?
0: I don't believe have so. Have they released they, that list yet? Um, I know the ones that opened today were like Funko Pop, Lego, Hasbro. I know those, or those are lotteries sort of also. Hmm. Yeah. I don't believe so. Cause I saw on Twitter, uh, Del Rey said, I can, which I can bring up, but I believe they said, um, they'll have wristbands every morning okay. of, or every day. Um, but I mean, you'll want to get there by morning, probably. Yeah. Um, like, how do I get it? Wristband from booth uh, 3020, 3020, a required for purchase distribution begins each day as soon as the show floor opens to the first attendees. Then step two will be return to the booth between 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. to complete your purchase of Master and Apprentice. The wristband guarantees you one copy of the book and one enamel pin. So you can awesome. enjoy the show, and not wait in line. Um, okay. So one, I can person, live with that. one per person per day must be worn. Wristbands are only valid for the day printed on them, and uh, the wristband and books are limited, but will be available all five days.
2: That's. I think that's a good idea because um, the Thrawn stuff that I think that sold out in the first day.
0: Yeah. And so I was like they've- very
2: lucky to. Be able to get one. <laughs> right.
0: Sounds like they've figured that that part out. Yeah. Um, that's
2: that's nice. Uh-oh. oh you
0: get a here we go. Book features. Each copy signed by Claudia Gray. Yas. yes girl. Exclusive cover designed by Jama jurabayev I'm sorry if I butchered your name.
2: <laughs> but it looks beautiful.
0: Oh, Person amazing. whose name we can't pronounce. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, and then free gifts with purchase, the exclusive enamel pin featuring Qui Gon Obi one. And then a Yoda tote bag while supplies last. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, it's funny you say that because I have a really cute tote bag um, from the Delray booth and it has Vader on it and it says, I find your lack of books disturbing. And when uh. you made a purchase at their booth, that is the shopping bag that they put it in. That so yes, fantastic. I'm all about tote bags. Yes. You, can,
0: you can add one to your collection with Yoda that says, judge me by my books, do you?
2: I love it. Oh my God. I need it. <laughs> no, <laughs> Is it green? It's black. It's with, black. Um, That's okay. With white. I'll take it. It's
0: all white. Like the uh, the art on it and the quote.
2: That sounds um, great, though. I want it. I want it yeah. in my life.
0: So there you go. All that can be yours for
2: $45. Worth it.
0: Um, if you get a wristband. So we are, I'm sure I, I can speak for the other two who are of the podcast who are not here, but I'm sure we we are all claudia gray stands <laughs> oh yeah and uh want to want to support that amazing book that will be coming out so you'll see me there one of those days i'm sure del rey that's gonna be awesome um so hasbro and funko are very phantom menace heavy in their merchandise um yeah they are the hasbros are. Uh, Hasbro's. Um, (laughs) They are a Black Series Obi-Wan and um, Darth Maul from the Naboo Duel, the Duel of the Fates. And I'm a big fan of the the Obi-Wan because they released that Qui-Gon one sort of independently as like a regular wave. And and an Obi-Wan would go nice with it, as would a Darth Maul. But um, then Funko Pop has a, a pretty cool Darth Maul and... A very wonderful Watto.
2: Oh, Watto looks so freaking good, man. And his little hand gesture and his little face. Uh, Oh, he looks He looks
0: so grumpy. He's
2: so good. (laughs) It's a perfect rendition of Watto.
0: And the the Darth Maul is epic. It's it's one of those, um, it's like a promotional photo. Like, you'll know it when you see it. It's one of those, like, great early Phantom Menace promotional photos where he just... Looks like he's totally killing it with the hood up and the blade yes. down. Um, and, you know, you know me. I'm a little mad because I've been holding out for this character. I was really hoping Sebulba would be part of this.
1: Oh, but yeah. No Sebulba.
0: Maybe next time. <laughs> uh, but Wado and Darth Maul, they are killing it. And for me, it's a good thing because I'm a big Funko Pop collector. And... Last celebration was very bad on my wa- my uh, wallet because there were yeah. like there were like seven, um, like exclusives, and this time they did a nice thing for me because they have these like blue and gold plated ones, and I'm not into those. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, okay, it's really only like Darth Maul and Watto um, I- that I would want to get.
2: I gotta say though, Celebration Orlando. 2017 um Funko had my biggest regret mm-hmm. um that I did not pick up I believe it was Funko um was the Jabba and Salacious Celebration exclusive Ooh, did you were you able to was that, that was one that up? last
0: last year times yeah 2013? I didn't get that one um I
2: gotta say like I look on Amazon or I look on eBay and people are selling them for like An obscene amount of money. And I'm like, damn it. I should have just waited in that line and done it. Yeah. I regret it forever. My
0: friend did the lottery and got in um, for Funko last time. And um, when you get in the lottery, I I, I assume when you get in anyway, um, you're only allowed to get one of each.
1: Yeah, so, that's what I've heard. So yeah.
0: when there was a Thrawn, he was like, Well, I really want the Thrawn. And I was like, Yeah, of course, because you're in line. <laughs> um so like, so like I wasn't able to get Thrawn from Celebration. And
1: that was I, another good one. Yeah,
0: and I ended up having to get him <laughs> a little more expensive than I would have liked at like a comic <laughs> store in London of all places. Um but then the other ones were like really cool, like the Return of the Jedi Luke and yeah, and Con and, and uh, imperial chopper, which is a great, yeah. it's, oh, it's that's a really right, I one. forgot
2: about that one.
0: Yeah, so I'm I'm excited in that sense because I don't have to worry about as many Funko Pops.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was I don't know who did this, but it but we were talking about Phantom Menace heavy merch here. My favorite non-salacious crumb item, which we can get to the salacious crumb a celebration exclusive items in a minute here because gotta stay on brand um Mm -hmm. but did you see the freaking salt and pepper shaker that is darth maul and then you separate him in half and one half is the salt and one is the pepper yikes (laughs) i gotta send this to you because i full-on like snort cackled when i saw it (laughs) the photo of it i was like oh my god his upper half is salt and his lower half is pepper that oh, is hilarious, God. and then you can put him back together. They fit together perfectly. I just, I died. I thought it was so funny.
0: Is it because when all is left of his upper half, he's nothing but salty?
2: <laughs>
1: <Hey>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what up? That is so
1: good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what up, oh, guys? My Lord. You can hire me next time. <laughs> I got this. Um, yeah, that is an epic piece of. That's up there with, like, the Saruman Gandalf salt and pepper shakers that I've seen.
2: Yes. The Um, gray and the white. Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: So good. Um, But, yeah, I think – I don't know what – I know Lego is doing a Darth Vader bust. Um, So that's fun for people who like things like that. I'm a big Lego fan, but not of – but I like minifigures. I'm, like, one of those – it's like, if it doesn't have minifigure – not as into it. So no thank you this time, Lego. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> Don't tell them you're not like you're an employee of the company or anything. Right. Don't throw shade yeah. on your own people.
0: Yeah, they'll like dock my pay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think there's uh there's a lot of cool stuff. If you if you had to narrow it down to one thing you could walk out of a uh, celebration with, what would you say it is?
2: Oh that's hard. Um I'm trying to decide between the two pieces of salacious crumb merch that I've seen Mm -hmm. or the two pieces of merch that have him on that on it. The Pez? Probably the (laughs) Pez. Yeah. That's probably the Pez that I would probably go with because I love Pez dispensers. I've got a bunch of Star Wars ones. Not as many as I would like, but I've got a good number of Star Wars Pez. Um, Mm. Nothing too crazy or outlandish, but the salacious pop figure Pez looking head is adorable. I think it's so funny. Um but my my second choice, even though you told me to pick one, huh? I'm not <laughs> going to. Um is the hut. <laughs> not today. <laughs> there we <you> go. <laughs> um, <laughs> um is uh but my second choice would be the job of the hut and Salacious crumb on his tail chia pet. Because I think that's <laughs> freaking hilarious. I love oh, weird yeah. chia pets. I think that's funny. Classic. So probably that one as well.
0: <laughs> nope. I think um, for me it's the loth wolf. I'd love I'd love to have the like white loth wolf. Um, He's a cutie. That'd be great. Or I'll take a gray. And then um, uh, if I have to sneak a second in, it has to be bitey.
2: Yes. I'm here for He's the plush. So darn cute. I'm here for
0: the plush this year, guys. <laughs> Feeling plushy. Yep, but I think that's just about it for celebration that's not already been sort of out there. Yeah, um, I think yeah. Are are you planning on any photo ops or autographs?
2: Um, at the moment, I have signed up for the Mark the uh, the Mark Dodson. Salacious crumb oh, signing. There
0: we go. There we
2: go. I am bringing. Um, I have two pieces of Salacious Crumb artwork hanging on my wall, on um, my by my desk, and one of them is by Chris Hall, and it's mostly black, so it wouldn't probably be the best thing to go have signed because it's, you know, very dark. And mm. uh, but I have this. Um, they
0: have silver pens, I think.
2: Oh, that so it could work. There's mm-hmm. not. A, there's not nearly as much room, but I have another piece of artwork that's mostly white background, and it's um half of Salacious Crumb's face like staring into your soul. And there's a lot of space for him to write something. So I think I'm going to bring that in a little poster tube and have him sign that when I go. Because I, I think it'd be excellent and I'm so excited to meet him and get that. Um, I, I've been thinking about other ones but I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I haven't decided yet. I think I think that I you had a really good point earlier. I think that Once I figure out what panels I'm in and what panels I'm not and can start to plan my day, I'll see where I want to choose to spend the rest of my celebration budget, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, Obviously, I
2: want stuff from the store, and I'm going to try and get at least one piece of salacious merch somewhere, Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know yet. I haven't figured it out.
0: Yeah. I guess um, one thing I do already have, I haven't signed up for any autographs or... Or uh, photo apps, though I might. I'll figure that out. <laughs> um I did buy some of the like, you know, the exclusive artwork that is gonna be um on the, the I guess the show floor or whatever. Um I've never done this before, <laughs> but this one spoke to me. It is celebrating twenty years of pod racing.
2: <gasps> yes. Oh, it, that's awesome.
0: Brian De, deGuire. Sorry if I messed your name up, if, if you're listening. <laughs> Brian, a uh, longtime fan of the Imperial Senate podcast, <laughs> I'm sure. um, But yeah, it spoke to me. It's got a giant ass subulba, And then the secondary ca- character is Benny Q. Um, Benny Q. It's it's a wonderful piece. I can't wait to have that. So I again, I'm here for this Phantom Menace love, guys. Way to go. I way have to, to
2: Google that. Way to embrace I it. I have seen it.
0: Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's fun, um, and it, it's to me. I like it because it's it's very in universe. Um, so it almost looks like a promotional poster, like for for the Boon to cool. Eve or something. Um, so yeah, I'd love that. It was it was there were a few like art pieces that were really great, but when I was when it came down to it, I was like I have to get that one. So there we go. That's
2: so you. That's oh, yeah. so you.
0: I am feeling it. Um, but yeah, that's celebration, guys. I I know you enjoyed hearing us talk about all the, <laughs> the lines and stuff. Um, so let's let's see what else is cooking in Star Wars land. Because obviously, um, you've probably heard a few Game of Thrones references <laughs> just today. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it seems to be a thing that happens also. Uh, often in old episodes, but I guess this can sort of bring up the, uh, Benioff and Weiss series that is going to be a piece of our star Wars canon. And this is a bit old. Um, but, or I don't know how old it is. It feels like it's ancient just cause so much has happened.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. since>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but according Maybe to the, two weeks. yeah. Yeah. Something like that. According to the, um, outlet star Wars news net, a, uh, contact of theirs has suggested to them that the first in their series of films, the Benioff and Y series, will begin shooting this fall and that it will be set during the Old Republic era. The source says, so the timeline is hundreds of years prior to the Skywalkers, so think Star Wars meets Lord of the Rings. Hmm. <laughs> so there we go. Obviously, rumor. Um, there's Rumor. Yeah. There's literally nothing I don't even think there's a, like I'm not at all questioning Star Wars News Net cuz I don't I to be honest don't follow them enough to to know their um like how solid they nail things. But um there's nothing here that convinces me <laughs> it's like any legit thing. Um and I I also just don't I don't care about knowing right now. Is that, is that a feeling? Is that a valid feeling?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, the only thing I care about knowing about the Benioff and Weiss series at this point in time is an official announcement about when they're planning on releasing it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: That's
2: all I want to (laughs) know.
0: As much as I want to see what they do, as much as I want to see what Ryan Johnson has in the tubes also, it's like, I don't need rumors. Um, there we have enough stuff in our immediate future <laughs> that uh, right. that I'm willing to obsess over but we'll go ahead and talk this through um so old republic shooting this fall that is my first red flag the shooting this fall because yeah game of thrones like game of thrones is a wild production um Definitely. and that was that was before they were releasing um the final season, which is I believe the Going last to
2: be insane. The last <laughs> in
0: the last four episodes of the six seasons, uh, the six episode season is like all of them are over an hour, fifteen minutes. So they're like they're like little little tiny movies. Um,
2: and one of those episodes, I mean this is off topic, is the um, is entirely a battle. Mm-hmm making it the longest battle scene ever reco- ever shot um and it was with it was recorded over weeks and yeah. the 55. amount of work and time and crazy crazy amount of shit going on through that how did they have time to get the pre-production stuff and yeah. the script and everything out of the way when would they have had time to actually plan this movie which is going to require a hell of a lot? of pre-production i mean look Mm -hmm. how long it took for them to do that for phantom menace they had to recreate this whole world
0: right yeah that that battle you're referencing 55 consecutive night shoots
2: that's insane and and
0: for perspective for anybody who's a game of thrones fan the battle of the bastards was a 25 day shoot and the battle of the bastards is an immense like production miracle (laughs)
2: <laughs> it is, but it was um, only like 20 minutes yeah. of actual screen time.
0: Right. And it was, so it's, it took half the time to film what we believe will be the battle of Winterfell. Um, so
2: 55 days, yeah,
0: 55 consecutive nights. So people were dead. <laughs> people were the, <laughs> they were their own army of the dead by the time they finished that. Um, it's
2: one episode. Holy yeah. shnikes. <laughs>
0: so again, like, I know people have um you know reservations or just straight up like doubts about what Benioff and Weiss will do with Star Wars, but you can't deny their ability to wrangle that just monster of a production. So on that like basis alone, I'm just excited to see what they do. And I guess that um we can sort of dig into this like time period, um idea of the old republic and this is something that i think people are sort of how we brought up some people are like not feeling the mandalorian i feel like this is a time frame that people have a similar reaction to the other like some are like oh man this will be the greatest thing or some are like old republic i check out when i hear that how do you feel about it
2: um So, of the Old Republic content that I have ingested over my time of being a Star Wars fan, um, I I do get kind of a mixed bag on it. There's some things I love about it. There's some things I haven't loved about it. Um, The thing that I have been harping on for eons is that Star Wars needs to get away from the original trilogy, from the Skywalker saga, in order to survive. Mm -hmm. So... I think that making the move to do an old Republic series of movies, I think that's a fantastic idea. People love Jedi. You get your giant army of Jedi and potentially giant army of Sith back. Mm -hmm. And like, at at least as far as action sequences go,
1: Uh, I think that it's going to be
2: fabulous. Yeah. I think that, that, that visually it's going to be phenomenal provided that they tell a new story. I don't want them telling the same old old Republic story. Sorry, guys. If there's Revan, if there's not, I'm gonna be okay. Um, but yeah, I just I just think that if they take enough time to develop the plot into something new and interesting and still feeling like Star Wars, it's gonna be great. Mm -hmm. but I do have my reservations that it's going to fall into old tropes that have kind of been meh for me. Mm -hmm. But I, even though this is kind of, some people will call this blasphemous Jedi are not my favorite part of Star Wars. There's a Mm. lot of Jedi. I love, I love lightsaber battles. I love all the action in Star Wars, but, but I know that, that, you know, a giant order of Jedi, that is some people's thing. That is what they show up for. And that's, Gonna be awesome if we have an old Republic series because so many people that have felt kind of neglected during this sequel trilogy era where we have only had one lightsaber on lightsaber fight, you know, yeah. um they're gonna be satisfied with that. Right. And that's great. Yeah. I think that they have the potential to do great things with this.
0: Yeah, I th- I feel like I have like a similar vibe with that because like when I think about I like I don't even oh I actually do. <laughs> so my like I know the pilots are like my thing, and pilots can fit anywhere, which is what's awesome. Um, but when I think about the force and what I love about the force, um, it's not it's not the way the 2D clone Wars especially plays up the force that I think like a lot of people have latched onto, where it's like this the force gives you these superpowers that lets you take on armies. And blah, blah 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 blah, and you know you can just blow up battle droids with your hands. Um, right? Like to me, that is not what sticks. And like you say, that is what some people line up for. Um, like I literally had it was it was like a semi heated debate about the Last Jedi um, with with someone I hadn't talked to about it with, and he was like, "What if when Luke came out on crate?" he just used the force to like topple over topple over all the walkers and like mm-hmm. some people like to me that's like that's stupid like but to to some people like they need to see those flexes and i don't know yeah. what part of star wars medium like media made them feel like they needed to see that because even when i think about the prequels and being like of the prequel generation and seeing the jedi in this you know supposed prime you don't even you don't see that kind of like force flexing either so then i think it's like video games probably the 2d clone wars which are like amazingly fun but i don't think like fully captured the spirit of the force and it's like, it's those, sorry if you can hear the sirens <laughs> coming by my apartment. <laughs> they but,
2: disagreed with your hot take. Yeah, they're, they're, coming they're coming to get you, Nikki. They're coming to take me out. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, like to me, it's the the power of the forces, those little moments of, of Ray on the rock and Luke teaching her and Luke becoming, Luke doing the greatest thing we've ever seen a Jedi do, which is teleport his, <laughs> his image to another planet. And, Insane. And like, the alone would kill you. Yeah, Like, that is epic. That is the most, like when, anyway, like in the theater, I remember opening night when it cuts to Luke floating above the rock. That was an (laughs) applause line. Like that, that was applause in the theater because that is. I'm not going
2: to lie. You even bringing up that moment gave me chills just Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the way the the music builds
0: and that look on Kylo's face when he's like, oh no. And it is just, it is, it is, (laughs) Perfect. And it's like, I don't know why you would want to mess with that, with this sort of like very surface level, I'm just going to like do a bunch of flips thing. And again, it's like, I know Yoda, the first Yoda battle was like this crazy thing in Attack of the Clones, but I still don't see any evidence in anything George Lucas did that is like, to be a Jedi, you have to be absurd with your force usage.
1: Um, Yeah.
2: The original trilogy, especially. Yeah. I think the biggest chance of forks, of forks flexing, of force flexing is Yoda lifting the X-Wing out of the swamp. And that's not even flexing on anybody. That's just trying to show Luke that he has potential in him to do great things. It's not showing off. It's just like, you don't believe it that you can. Yeah. You (laughs) can't. That that
0: is the, that is the essence, right? Like people don't get this about Ray where it's like, Force, the force is not about do X amount of running,
2: lifting rocks.
0: Yeah, you didn't lift enough rocks for 20 days to, to have that ability. And, like, and like it's it, like, like you just said the line, like it all distills down to like, I don't believe it, and that's why you fail because exactly because the force is it's only ever been an internal mind before matter thing. I mean, even Qui Gon. When he's like telling little Anakin, right? He's like, "Quiet your mind and focus, and you'll hear them, right." Like it's it's an introspective thing. It's not this exertion of power that um, people need. And I know we're supposed to be talking about the Old Republic, <laughs> so <we'll, laughs> let's bring it. Let's bring it back to that. And I think yeah. um, I think the Old Republic dabbles in that side of the Force too much.
2: Mm-hmm. And Definitely, not, at least the content we've gotten so far. Yeah.
0: And so like I agree with you. I I will be I will be angry if and I don't think they will, but I will be angry if they are adapting old material.
2: Yes. Like again, I like too.
0: I see people like, oh Kotor, uh Revan, give me the Revan movie. I'm like, no. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. <laughs> get <laughs> get those get those vibes out of here. Why would you wanna hire the showrunners and writers of the most popular successful tv show in history to adapt a video game yeah like that makes no sense to me
2: and like on that subject why don't why would you want to see the same old thing that you've why wouldn't you want to have a new story like it's not like Kotor, it's not like those old republic novels and comics aren't going or in games that it's not like they're not going anywhere they're still there. Don't you want something new?
0: Right.
2: Have your mind blown yet again in yeah, this world that like, you love
0: show us something we haven't seen. Give us new characters, a new idea because um, again, like I know I know people who who don't want to see the Old Republic and like I don't want to speak for Charlie because he's not here. But I, I'm pretty yeah. sure we've had this conversation before. Of like, I think he, again, sorry, <laughs> Charlie, for speaking for you, but I think you said something like, um, it's it, like the old Republic is such, it's like operates so well as built in history that, like, yeah, it doesn't need to be seen. And I agree because I love even in the Clone Wars where it's like, um, just these little snippets of Yoda going to Moribund and you know the ancient Sith and Darth Bane and whatever. But I also think like that era is so rich. It's like and it can be anything, right? Like you can go there and and play with almost any aspect of whatever history and tell something like grand and epic and sort of release it from the stakes of the Skywalkers. So yeah. So yeah, like to me it's it's an exciting thing if if it's the old republic. Um But I'm also still not <laughs> I'm still not sold that just because it's Benioff and Weiss and just because they did Game of Thrones, that it'll be this sort of like old medieval republic era. I think I think people I'm are with so with you on that too. Yeah, like people are so used to shoeboxing them into that that it, I don't think that
2: is a necessity. No, and I, I feel like It would make sense. They have experience in that kind of vibe, that kind of corner. But that's why I kind of don't want it to be that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I want it. I want to. It's one of the things that I love about this new era of Star Wars is that it's constantly surprising me and giving me things that I hadn't even thought to expect. And I just hope they keep doing that. And I'd be perfectly fine if they did do a good old Republic series of movies but I probably would prefer they do something out of the box.
0: And I think also, just you—you you like figure this out when you create things. Um, if you're not, if your heart is not in what you're creating, it won't be good. So, definitely like, not. If, like, looking at them, if the older public is not an era they connect to in any way why would anyone suspect their film series to be a positive reflection of that?
1: Certainly, You know, like,
0: like I would want them if, if they're big old, if they look at the old Republic era and they're like, Oh hell yeah, we can work with so much in this. And that's exciting to them. Then I want them to do that. But I'm not, I don't believe in like, Oh, the game of Thrones guys obviously want to do this old era of star Wars. Like I don't buy that. And the thing that like sticks out to me in this report from this source is when he says star Wars meets Lord of the Rings. And I remember when Benioff and Weiss were talking about pitching game of Thrones, they said Lord of like the Sopranos meets Lord of the Rings. And like, just sort of using that same (laughs) Lord of the Rings comparison, it just doesn't seem um, like to me it doesn't seem uh, legit i don't know why
2: it's
0: yeah, like just you know, sort of like repeating what they said before
2: right yeah. and, and also i think that um i think that people tend to lump anything with medieval or fantasy elements in with lord of the rings when that's probably not an apt comparison right and i'm only saying this well, and I'm, and I'm saying this also because right now I'm in the middle of rereading the Lord of the Rings trilogy for the first time oh, in a few years. I just years. started. Did you really? Oh, I I'm did. on two towers at the moment. Yeah, I'm like I'm, halfway through it.
0: I'm just in fellowship.
2: Oh, well, you'll have to t- <laughs> let me know when you're done. We'll have to talk about it. Uh- <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I'll probably have it with but, uh, me at uh, celebration.
2: Yes. Yep. Lord of the Rings. But yeah, I just think that every, just because it has fantasy elements or weird creatures and feels medieval and like... Mm. And it doesn't make it Lord of the Rings. Although that is like the classic staple for that genre. Right. It doesn't yeah. I feel like everybody tends to compare things to Lord of the Rings that are just from that era. And that's not necessarily fair. So and it's, it's an happened, easy out when you could just say yeah. fantasy genre.
0: Yeah, because people don't get that. And right. it's starting it started to happen to Game of Thrones also, because this big um this big like Bollywood production. If anyone's familiar with Indian cinema, <laughs> um, they they did this huge fantasy epic sort of um, sort of story, and because it's fantasy, because they have swords, they're like, oh, it's like Game of Thrones. I'm like, Doug, <laughs> I swear to you, it is nothing like Game of Thrones. <laughs> 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 and and like, yeah, it's like people think it's like this shorthand language for for medieval fantasy. Um, and it's like, guys, (laughs) no, like these stories are much bigger than that. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's like, it's, it's a very like cheap way of analyzing something. Um,
2: Definitely. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I'm a little skeptical of this idea. Um, but again, I'll, I'll still, I'll still line up for it. I'm curious to see what it is. Yeah, I just hope. I hope it's fun. I hope it captures the right essence, and I hope they do they do it justice. Um, but yeah, I guess that'll wrap that up until we get more more word on that. Oh, a uh, last thing. Sure. Last thing. I think I don't know if we touched on this before, but um, I, I'm pretty sure they said they're not going to start it until Thrones is done. Like they're not going to start anything. Yeah on it until like thrones was done so the idea of them filming in the fall after doing all this blah 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 is ridiculous
2: yeah there's probably some people working on pre-production kind of plans outlines things like that but yeah if they're not going to start anything until they're done with game of thrones uh they're going to need more than a month or two to (laughs) get their hands on it and make sure that it's a project that they're they've got their stamp on and that they feel good about and they (laughs) just like
0: I'm sure Thrones is not even done I think they're still doing like tweaks on the edits
2: oh I'm Um, sure I'm sure they are
0: and they're what they're 20 days away or something 19 days from premiere so yeah I think though it'll be a little longer but who knows (laughs) always in motion the future is
2: you're right (laughs) Um,
0: okay so Next, next little piece of news: Motherfucking command posts in battlefront now. Hey, <laughs> let's go capture them. So uh, I'm not as much a battlefront player, but we do have our Imperial Senate podcast battlefront little group meetings.
2: <laughs> <Woo-hoo>.
0: <laughs> uh, so I guess you guys will be hitting those command posts up.:
2: Very soon, check your Twitter verse, and you'll see some, some uh, a plan to get together and capture some battle. Some uh some command posts because I love doing that in the original Battlefront too. So let's yeah, do it.
0: Very much the like classic game mode of um of what what we used to know Battlefront as.
2: Definitely. I missed it. I'm glad it's back.
0: Yeah, it'll be it'll be cool to see that. I haven't seen what they look like yet, but I'm sure that it'll have that like that tinge of nostalgia.
2: Some fun colors.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Um so this this next thing was actually announced today, I believe. And that was the brand new audio-only book, which is a fascinating concept. Um, so I guess it's essentially a little audio play narrated by a full cast, and it follows Asajj Ventress as she uncovers the Sith Lord's mysterious past. It is called uh, Dooku Jedi Lost. So... Ventress and Dooku, and it is written by kevin Scott. Is that right?
2: I am not positive, so I will say yes. <laughs> okay,
0: let's say it is. And um, it's like all of these authors who listen to us and artists, and I just don't know how to pronounce their names.
2: Rude. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, it's uh, let's see, audio. Oh, I already read that. Um, so narrated by a full cast, including Yuan Morton. Orla Cassidy, January Lavoie, Mark Thompson, and many more. The recording promises to deliver an epic exploration of a new chapter in Dooku's story. And I think the most fascinating thing about this, to me at least, is the cover has Dooku as a Jedi.
2: That's pretty neat.
0: Because that sort of content is (laughs) scarce to say the least.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's cool that we're going to explore that time a little bit more. Because I think, uh, I may be totally lying on this one. The only time we've actually gotten any content about him while he was a Jedi um, up to this point, I think it might have only, I think it might have been a (laughs) non-canon. So it'll be nice to get that canon, you know, a little sneaky peek into that. And any chance that I get my girl Ventress back, telling more stories about her and that's that's gonna be great i love audiobooks. i love the radio uh the star wars radio dramas i love all of that and those radio plays or whatever they are um but yeah i'm i'm excited to to hear this um, yeah it's gonna be good man i, I really hope it does well i do too it, and i know that some people um are not like super pumped. I know that people that like having a book in their hands are kind of iffy on it, but I think that it's it's going to be really great. And I don't know where they're releasing it, if it's going to be like an audible thing or if it's going to be just like something you can buy and download of of somewhere else, but like through hey, your like way.
0: iTunes store or something.
2: Yeah, maybe uh, maybe um, something like that. I don't know. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. I think like I hope it does well cuz I think this is a wonderful like avenue for telling novel like stories <laughs> without yeah without having to like publish books and people have to having to buy books and and adding more to their bookshelf as much as i love books um, but i think this I is mean, a such one such a
2: great oh no go ahead
0: oh yeah no i was just saying like it's a uh, it's such a great option to also have
2: yeah it really is and we have such a fantastic um group of star wars audiobook readers and voice actors to choose from mm-hmm. that I feel like it could be really, really excellent as far as quality goes. Because the audiobooks are, are fantastic as far as the um production value and they how they insert music and the sound effects and all sorts of stuff. And and I'm I'm excited to see what they do with this because I enjoy Star Wars in audio form.
0: Yeah. I think um and it's like it's just cool how uh, you know, a story really comes to life when you get it off the page, and as much as I love Star Wars books, I think they're the they're not they're like the last medium you would expect to work for Star Wars, because Star Wars is such a visual sort of audio enhanced world. I feel um, yeah. that you know obviously there are countless fantastic Star Wars books, but then. Like think about think about those books you love, and then how they would be if they got (laughs) turned into movies, like perfectly adapted into movies, and that that would be like a next the whole next level to bringing those stories to life. So having a sort of series that has the attention and depth of a a novel, um, but giving that just that little extra boost of of sort of like a cast and sound effects. I think that's really cool and I hope they like keep them priced like books <laughs> because audiobooks yeah. can be very expensive. Um so I hope I hope it's like obviously there's, there's a lot to still find out but I hope the like pricing is you know comparable to buying a book. I think that will really help in people um wanting to buy it.
2: Yeah. I'm with you.
0: But otherwise yeah I'm I'm trying to think like what what Duku content we have, and like in, in the Tarkin novel, I th- he's already left the Order. I think by the time Tarkin has that conversation I think with that's him, that's right. Yeah, and then the Clone Wars has that like sort of weird Yoda trip <laughs> where he sees like Duku back in the Temple, but that doesn't count really. And then I think I think the Legends thing you're referring to is the. Is it the Django Fett like comic line?
2: Mm, The one thing that I had in mind was the Darth Plagueis novel.
0: Oh, Darth Plagueis! You had him in
2: Cyphodius action. That was the first one that came to my mind. But I think he's in that in the in that as well, right?
0: Yeah, because that's the one I was thinking of. Where, and it's it's an epic story because it's it's really cool. I love it. And. in this, in this, thought, like the art, it showed like young Dooku leading a like Jedi task force against these Mandalorian like army people. And they have this giant battle, like the whole like sides wipe each other out. And I think like Django is like the last survivor of that group. Um, and it was, I remember seeing that for the first time in like one of the Star Wars Ultimate guides. This would have been like 2004 or something. And seeing that just Jedi Dooku. And it looks like they kept his blue lightsaber. <laughs> um, so yes, like, but Dooku had a blue lightsaber and like in Jedi robes, and and I think that that was like a really sort of like um, imagination opening sort of series of pictures for me. So I think it'll be fascinating to, to to see what they explore because I think Dooku is a very it's like Dooku needs his time to shine soon.
2: Bring back Dooku.
0: Because, I mean, we're starting to get it a bit more now, right? Like, like Padme got her, her new novel. Um,
2: the prequels are in their prime, man. Yeah, It only took 20 years. <laughs>
0: it's mean, the thing, right? Like, y- you think about the people making Star Wars movies now, and it's like J.J. And, like, you know J.J. grew up on the original. So you know his content will be geared towards that. But what's going to happen when the people making Star Wars movies are our age yeah, and what's going to start seeping back in then. I mean, it's already begun, right? <laughs> like, um, So I think that's going to be, that's going to be a really fascinating thing. And even then like kids now who ha- have like ingested all three trilogies have taken, you know, have are starting to realize what they like about each one and uh, they will someday make a story and it'll, you know, combine all three of those. Be fascinating.
2: <laughs> it is fascinating.
0: Um, uh, so yeah, I think Dooku, what's it called? Dooku, Jedi Lost. That'll be Yay. an exciting project. Um,
2: I can't wait to listen to that one. I'm excited.
0: And it, hopefully it will be a uh, part of our Senate Library series.
2: Yeah, it counts.
0: I think it does. <laughs> it's a it's an audio novel. I think that should count.
2: <laughs> uh, I think so too. Hey. Yeah. I listened to most of our, uh, most of our Senate library stuff, audio anyway. So right, ah. right.
0: there we go. Um, okay. So the last piece on the docket also kind of a doozy. <laughs> 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 it pro- probably, probably will end up probably saving a lot for later as things just sort of come out more officially. But, yeah. um, I suppose this is it time for a spoiler warning.
2: Yeah, we probably should, because there's a lot of stuff in here that's like, holy crap, I've never seen that before.
0: Right. (laughs) So, guys, spoiler spoiler alert. This is, uh, we're getting into Episode 9 territory. So, again, bye if you don't want to, or fast forward or whatever. Um, Episode 9 leaked poster, uh, believed not to be the official poster of Episode 9, but more one of those. Once you would see in Target or something, like these promotional sort of or well not promotional, but like just varied artwork of sorts. I don't even know what the actual thing <laughs> is, uh, the name for it. But it is an epic um, amalgamation of these oh. characters and situations in episode nine. And I guess I'll see this. What stood out to you first?
2: Um, so the very first thing that my eye jumped to was the army of red troopers along the bottom.
0: Red. Don't don't know what
2: they're all about. Uh, they all look like taking a page out of Cardinal's book, but all righty, homies. Um, Mm -hmm. that's the first thing. Then the next thing I noticed was, um, the weird alien in the left of the poster (laughs) that I'm a little worried about him. He looks like he's got indigestion or something. I don't know what's going on, but he's he's goofy looking and I can't He's going to eat something bad. Yeah, definitely. Um, Let's talk about C-3PO is carrying the bowcaster and he has Chewbacca's bandolier over his shoulder.
0: Ray's staff on his arm.
2: And Ray's staff on his arm. Yeah. He's, he's, he's well-stocked. That's very interesting.
0: when I said I wanted 3PO to be part of a mission, <laughs> this wasn't exactly what I had in mind, but I'm not against it.
2: No, I'm, I'm curious I'm very, to know. I'm very
0: pro, wondering, like, what's going to... I Like, I want to see that play out. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. How does this happen and why? <laughs> yeah. A whole lot of question marks there. Knights of Ren. Knights of freaking Ren, dude.
0: I was really surprised to see them so prominently.
2: I was too. Holy Knights of Ren. And they're yep. freaky weapons. They're like curved, scythe almost looking thing in the front. And it's kind of it's blurry, like, the one I've got. I can't make runs. out much else. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, they they're weird. They had like very old fashioned armor. Um and like, yeah, like melee weapons, right? Like like a like a scythe yeah. or something. Um, Spunky. Yeah, so yeah, there's there's so much in here. Um, I guess the first thing to say is the main things, as you might expect, <laughs> are Ray and Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren with an epic Ahsoka Tano <laughs> lightsaber, yes! Um or Star Killer if that's more your vibe. Um, and Ray, it looks like has <laughs> uh, put some scotch tape <laughs> or duct tape on the Skywalker lightsaber. And has that in <laughs> usage. Um, and then Poe looking great. Like he just walked out of Uncharted.
2: Yeah, um, sexy scarf. Yep. Yeah, boy.
0: Finn with a, with a new... It seems like a new take on that classic jacket design.
2: Yeah, it looks like it's like a lighter brown vest over darker brown sleeves. And mm-hmm. it's kind of got... Maybe it's just the poster, but it looks like it's got kind of a leathery finish to it.
0: Yeah. Like it looks like if you took... His classic jacket, cut off the sleeves, and then where it's red, it looks blue. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a cool sort of throwback design. I know a lot of people were like upset to think that the jacket got incinerated on Supremacy, but maybe they shoved it inside BB-8. That's my. That's he-
2: my hope. Head
0: cannon, right there. Um, Let it be so. Then let's see who else is on here. There's some. Um, there's this funky Naomi t- Aki. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll do characters <laughs> before ships. Um, Naomi Aki, yeah, in the top
2: first glimpse. She looking good. Her hair's gorgeous.
0: In another leaked item, I believe her name is Janna. Yeah, like Hannah with a J. <laughs> and
2: she's got like a uh, like a bow and an arrow.
0: Yeah, funky. Very. um oh, it's real
2: funky. Real hawkeye.
0: Reminded me of like the Night Sisters also using those bows.
2: Oh, that you're so right. That there were the Night Sisters did have have bows. It was really I, cool, I, though.
0: They had like light light bows. This seems a lot more. So uh, this looks a lot more mechanical. But excited to see it in action when Hasbro or Nerf or whoever makes the toy for that. That's going to be epic. Um
2: It's going to be awesome.
0: Then another big one, big reveal. Is this character who I believe his name is Zorn because this picture is a little blurry. it could be an n or two I's, but I believe it's Zorn, and this is Carrie Russell's character, believed to be Carrie <laughs> Russell's character, and it's very gunslingery, very uh bounty hunterish and yeah I don't know like what do you what do you think about that like the thing that drew me where the uh was the helmet it's very um. The visor is sort of kind of a, I, w- I don't want to say Mandalorian, but it's got like that T visor initial shape.
2: It does. It's like my impression of the helmet, um, at least from the second promotional thing, was it looks like um, Mandalorian meets the alien from Alien.
0: <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Especially on because the. It's, got, it's really
2: big in the back. Especially on the character sheet. Yeah, um, but it's fascinating. I'm I'm very curious. She seems very heavily armored on her head, but very lightly armored everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Looks like a cloth. Less. It's like a clothish-looking outfit. Right, um,
0: and it's a great color too. It's like it a, is a great um, color, like an imperial purple kind of deep purple look.
2: Right, and and but of course can't quite decide whether she what side she's going to be on i feel like it's pretty neutral Mm -hmm. um it could go either way so that's exciting
0: yeah like i don't maybe there are rumors out there i don't really keep up with all of them but um yeah i don't know what role this character might play um whether it's like pro resistance or something a little in the middle or pro first order but I don't know. It's like anytime you see a character like this, you just assume bad guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel
0: like. So I think it'd be really fascinating if that was a, a flip and like this kind of badass looking bounty hunter was fighting for good.
2: It's like Jaz Amari in uh, the Aftermath trilogy. Badass yeah. bounty hunter flips for the good side. Yeah. I think that could be cool.
0: I think so too. Um, then let's see. We got some ships around here, some Star Destroyers. I don't think there's anything
1: <laughs> I don't think there's anything
0: special about these star destroyers. I think they're just sort of as we know them um and then a funky tie Real with funky. with like a a much like a triangle shape on the wing um we got the Millennium Falcon can't zoom in well enough on the picture I have to see what the new satellite dish is
1: <laughs> um,
0: but there's a x wing. And then that I think looks like normal colored as you would expect from the sequel trilogy. And then there's another one that's orange and white. I believe that's orange. Could be red. Um, if it's orange and white, I'm going to say them Horns. <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone went to Go you back too, to, your roots. Um, to design that. Then we have a very Macquarie classic colored A-wing with that Ooh. blue stripe and the the white. Diamond or white triangle on the tip, kind of thing, and then our favorite workhorse of the rebellion it looks like we got some y wings back in the game
2: yay,
0: um which I'm sure will annoy some people because the one of the big sequel trilogy sort of uh criticisms has been lack of new ship designs <laughs> um yeah creative creative new ship designs um. So yeah, I'm sure someone will be annoyed, but I think it's kind of funny that Y-wings are back. Um, and then yeah, it's I know of course Chewbacca and BB-8 and
2: and little buddy Dio, yeah, his Dio. partner in crime.
0: Yeah, his new his new uh, action buddy. <laughs> and the then Finn looking great, friends. with his blaster. Ray looking great. They all look great. And yeah, that's that's basically the poster. I think another thing about these red troopers that I just noticed was this like they they definitely have some sort of T-visor thing.
2: Yeah, they do. They've got very a different very different design. It looks, it's almost like a Clone Wars trooper meets um First Order trooper style.
0: Yeah, it's 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 not just a red stormtrooper. Um there's been something there's something new about these guys. And I think it's it's fascinating that they put these red ones along with the classic white that we know. Um,
2: yeah, so at first makes, I thought it was just like the red tint, like some sort of lighting that made mm-hmm. them red, but the more I looked at them, I'm like, oh, wait, no, there's white troopers right next to them. They're red. That yeah. armor is red. <laughs>
0: yeah, so like this is something new or special. Maybe this is like Kylo's version of the 501st. Um, maybe yeah. he has like a special command of these red troopers or it could be Richard E. Grant's troopers,
2: uh, um,
0: who is not a part of any of these leaks. Uh, Also no Rose, no Rose Tico, no
2: Rose, no
0: Maz Kanata. No, no. I was about to say Brienne of Tarth, no captain Phasma. So
2: no Phasma. The uh, (laughs) the
0: speculation will continue as to whether or not she uh, happened to make it off that or make it out of that fiery pit. Um but let's see. So yeah we can jump over to this other leak and we've already talked about uh Jenna and Zorn. Finn, Poe, Ray looking great, looking as good as they've ever looked, in my opinion. <laughs> I love I love Finn's hair. I think that's a great new look for him. Um Chewbara, I like the
2: length on him. It looks great. Yeah,
0: no, it's it's exciting. That's for sure. And it looks like he's almost wearing, like, Corellian blood stripes.
2: It does. The navy with it looks like a red stripe up the Mm -hmm. side.
0: So that'd be a nice little reference to his buddy, uh, Mr. Solo.
2: Maybe he needed to borrow some pants. Yeah. There was just an extra pair (laughs) on the falcon, just like Lando in (laughs) the end of Empire.
0: And speaking of Lando, he's here. glorious as ever, looking very much like his solo self.
2: With a pimp cane! With
0: the pimp cane of justice!
2: Oh yeah, baby!
0: So I know this always is like a bad trap to fall into, but since I have seen it rumored, I'll bring it up. Do you think Naomi Aki's character is related to Lando? And is that something that would be Mm. exciting to you?
2: Well... Um, My only thought with that is, unless Lando has some sort of sibling we didn't know about, just because I may get too trapped up in the canon, but it seems like Lando finally settled on his lady love being the Twi'lek character Ooh, from Last Shot. You're right. But knowing Lando, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few love children out there in the wild, because he is a smoothie. Maybe um, so. So it's possible. I don't know. I, I I would I actually I'd prefer them not to be related, but if they um uh, oh wait a minute this just occurred to me what if Janna is the child of Santa Staros oh because they seem to have a similar um, similar vibe like the similar hair <laughs> similar like vibe right I feel like that could be fascinating to get back. And then in that case, Lando probably would have history with Jana because he knew her mom, yeah, <laughs> and had many run-ins with her. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I prefer them not to be related. Although I think that giving Billy D connections with any of these new characters would be fascinating. Yeah, and she seems badass, and it'd I be- think that he could have good a good chat with right. her.
0: Right, and it'd be nice. I feel like narratively to tie him. Into the sequel trilogy in like a personal way,
2: definitely, yeah.
0: So maybe like maybe if um, whatever their relationship might be, if they know each other, maybe someone like Poe or Finn encounter Jenna and like she leads them to Lando or something, you know? Because um, that I think yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nicer than just oh, let's go meet Lando. Like uh, it'd be yeah. like let's have him have some like real stake in this. In this last encounter, um, so yeah, Poe Poe looks perfect. Finn looks perfect, and re- this picture of Ray is really epic. Like, <laughs> like it's the one with the uh, like with her name on it. Um, yeah, it's very power stance. It's very like she looks perfect in white. And she looks
2: awesome. She and her pants remind me of Padme in the freaking arena yeah. and she looks badass and fierce and she looks like she's about to mess you up.
0: <laughs> There's something about like the way she looks where it's like JJ really picked up off how she ends last jedi. And like she ends last jedi powerfully. Right? Like like knowing who she is a lot better. Um and I think that's that's the vibe I'm getting off this. Like this looks like a Rey who's ready to to like really be herself and like lead as herself and not sort of
2: It's our version of Return of the Jedi, Jedi Master Luke. Yeah. She's reached that point.
0: Yeah, and it's it's like it's clarity, like through costume. Um
2: It really is. She's gotten her costumes have kind of gotten They've been appropriate to her own stage of personal development.
1: Mm -hmm. You
2: know, she went from the gray in The Last Jedi kind of questioning not at not, you know, not completely light, not completely dark. Um, And she goes from that to finding her clarity and finding her balance. And now she's wearing white. I think it's great.
0: Yeah. And like, think about her Last Jedi outfit like that. That was considered a like a Jedi training outfit, right? Um, or like yes. that's what it was marketed as on the, like the toys. And I think like also it was like, it's her sort of acting like, is this what I'm supposed to be? Like, like why would she put on those clothes? Cause like she thought she, she shot she would need like this. Oh, I got to, I better look the part if I'm going to be like this Jedi. And it's nice to see her as much as I freaking love that costume. Um, it's nice to see her sort of revert. Back to what is her? Um, this is very much like it's like a white version of her Jakku clothing, and yeah, like someone cynical could be like, "Oh, it's just JJ wanting to like make his characters look like ha- how he ended up." <laughs> but, um, but I think I think there's more to it. I think you know, she doesn't need to feel like she has to act like a Jedi. Like she she is just Ray, um, definitely, and. Yeah, that, and
2: and that's one thing that I learned from playwriting classes and like from my time in the theater, every single word of your play should have significance. Every costume should have significance. Every lighting change should have, have significance. Mm-hmm. Every like the way you design your set, it needs to mean something. And I feel like I can I get the message. I can see like from one of the first glimpses at it. I get it. I get the meaning behind it. Right. And I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everything, everything is a choice that someone has made to like reflect upon this character. Um,
2: and it needs to be deliberate. Yep. And it is.
0: And she looks great doing it.
2: Ooh, yeah. otherwise, <laughs>
0: otherwise, what's the point? Am I right? If you well, don't,
2: you
1: don't no right. I,
0: I, I'm like a lot like that in video games. Someone will be like, Oh, you should wear this armor piece. And I'm like, doc, I don't look great wearing that armor piece, though, <laughs> so
2: you're expecting uh, so, me to go into this battle on this yeah. stealthy mission wearing your bright orange armor. no, thank if, you if, <laughs> I,
0: if I don't feel right, why would I enjoy wearing this piece? Um, so yeah, Ray top top marks to everybody um, involved in her look um, but yeah, that's just about it for those leaks from today um. There's a lot. I'm sure in two weeks, we're going to be swimming in all sorts of stuff. So um, I hope this will sort of keep everybody um, enticed until celebration. Woo, woo, woo Well, I believe that covers all our news content. It's already a long yeah. episode. <laughs> That's what <happens.
2: laughs> It's you and I. It's that, bound to be long. <laughs> happens
0: when they lock us in a room to talk.
2: Um, uh, 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 we actually like talking to each other
0: (laughs) I feel like that's that's a very good thing for people who host a podcast
2: (laughs) I think so too
0: (laughs) long may it continue Um, so yeah with that episode 9 stuff that is the end of that and we will move on to our favorite segment guys what made you moist this week what's your story of moistness that you just have to let the (laughs) listeners know Claire, you go ahead.
2: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start off with um, a little moistness that is kind of a shameless plug, but I'm going to do it anyway. This week, I got to be on both the Sith List and uh, Steel Wars Hyper Chat, and I had a really, really just awesome two episodes, um, and I, I had a really fun time. I had some great conversation, and I laughed my ass off, and that's, that's, that's my shameless plug of being moist, but um but also uh my my moistness, gosh, I feel so weird. Um I the thing that made me moist was listening to Oscar Isaac talk about about Anthony Daniels and his last Ooh, day on set yeah. on Jimmy Fallon. Oh yeah. I and also just listening to Oscar Isaac talk about it at all. I just um he does such an excellent job, and he's um and you can tell how much passion. He has behind it and how much he respects the hell out of both Anthony Daniels and Carrie Fisher. He had another interview this week where he was talking about um, shooting the scenes with um, Carrie, then with her not being here. And um, just listening to Oscar Isaac this past week, um, that's been super moist because it's gotten me more pumped than I could have ever been, even though he didn't really say anything that could spoil anything. So some good sizzle out of Oscar Isaac. He
0: said one thing that. Was on my, or it's like alluding to something that was on my sequel trilogy wish list, like since the beginning. And he talked about Ooh. strapping into the Millennium Falcon cockpit.
2: Ah, yes. Uh,
0: <laughs> like I, that's always been like I've always wanted Poe to fly the Millennium Falcon, and you know, obviously that's not a oh yeah Poe flies the Millennium, but it's basically him saying Poe flies the Millennium Falcon, um, right. So. <laughs> That, that was so exciting. And yeah, he's he's definitely the one out. Because I guess he was promoting a movie recently. Um, but yeah, he's been yeah, out there. Yeah, Triple
2: Frontier on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. I have heard good
0: things, actually. And it's got our boy Pedro Pascal in it, too.
2: Yeah, it does.
0: <laughs> Come on, guys. Oscar Isaac, Pedro Pascal together. Just, just watch it.
1: <laughs> it sounds so good. <laughs> if you don't want to
0: watch it. Just have it playing it and, anyway. and the streaming revenue will go to Oscar and Pedro somehow. So there we go. Um,
2: Put their kids through college. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't think Oscar Isaac has any kids. He has a little like, baby. Hey, I don't care. Wait, does he? Yeah.
0: He's a little dude. Never
2: mind. Put their kids through college.
0: <laughs> yep. Oscar's kid needs to go to acting school.
1: <laughs> uh, um,
0: okay. So my story of moistness is pretty great. Um, uh, so guys, I work in the Lego store. And- oh, I've already
2: heard the sizzle of the story of voices. I'm so excited that you're talking about it. Oh my God. Um, okay. Sorry. Go on.
0: So I work in the Lego store and I, it was a very quiet Monday. The other, this would have been last week. Um, and we're oh just kind of hanging around, blah, blah, blah. I was, I was sort of floating in the middle. And again, very quiet, like basically no one in the store. And then all of a sudden this group walks in. And so like as an employee, you kind of wander to the front to welcome them to your store. And I notice one of the people is the legendary now member of Star Wars Resistance, the voice of our hero, Kazuda Ziono. Mr. Christopher Sean himself walked into our Lego store.
1: It was Oh my god. Yeah, it
0: was just like one of those things like I can't believe this is happening. And this this like it was I won't say fate, (laughs) but (laughs) But
2: it was fate. I'm the only
0: person in the store. Like there's Star Wars fans in the store. I'm the only person or because one guy left. Um, but I'm the only one now who like stands up for resistance. Um so like any other member of the store. Could have like approached him, had a talk with him, and sent him on his way because he came looking for the Resistance sets, which are not out yet. Um, and they would have not known who he was. They would have just been like, oh, yeah, sorry, we don't have him. Um, but it was me. I was there. I was stationed to, to greet. And I was like, oh, I know who this is. And this is awesome. And um, so I got to chat with him a little bit um, about... <laughs> Oh my God. uh resistance we talked about the finale a little just excited for season two um we talked about celebration oh my God. <laughs> I, was like, I was like I can't wait to to go there and he's like oh are you coming to the the booth and I'm like I wasn't planning on it but I think I kind of have to now <laughs>
1: um and I'll be there <laughs> I,
0: will, I will probably at some point either do a a, a photo op with like team fireball or a, or Christopher Sean autograph or something i've been con- if
2: you want to go splitsies on like the team fireball and let's we could do it. imperial senate meets fireball let's go yeah. dude. let's
0: let's let's work on that um yes. so we could do that and i was thinking like should i take the lego set <laughs> with uh kazuda oh. and like just have either have him like sign the box or if we do a photo op like <laughs> hold the box. <laughs> um yes. because it'd be it's just like it's so random to have had him walk into our store. And it's like, yeah, you when you live in Los Angeles and um, you know, you work in places like there's not many Lego stores in Los Angeles. Um and especially if you live in like Hollywood or Burbank, you're gonna come to ours. Um, because it's in Glendale and then there's one in like Disneyland, which is you know, if you live in Hollywood, why would you go to Disneyland for a Lego store? Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've like my coworkers have been like, yeah, David Beckham came to this store. Um, oh. Natalie Portman came to the store. And so, like, you know, you, this just happens when you live here. And I don't know, it's like I didn't need a big, like, A list superstar to walk in, just Christopher Sean. <laughs> coming in um someone who we really love and appreciate as a member of of this of a star wars cast um and it was awesome it was just really cool to be able to talk to him for a little bit and uh and then like sort of follow up on twitter as you do yeah <laughs> um so yeah that, that was my story of moistness i can't wait to uh hopefully catch him again in a couple weeks
2: yeah and just like to comment on your story a little bit Christopher Sean is so wonderful and so involved in this community, which he doesn't have to be at all. And he's genuinely excited about Star Wars, about Resistance, and about the Star Wars fan community. The fact that he went to go into the Lego store and buy and go and have <laughs> that experience of buying one off the shelf as opposed to like pre order, yeah, yeah. he wants his own freaking star wars lego and that makes me so freaking happy yeah it's so sweet It's like you
0: see they were videos of um him going to target to find like the action figures
2: oh my <laughs>
1: god i love
0: it and it's, funny, it's things where it's like you see like um the movie stars they get like the shipments
2: <laughs> yeah he's going out and he's yeah. getting them it's
0: like, it's, <laughs> on, like on one hand that's amazing on the other hand Take care of our actors in the animated community, guys. Like <laughs> like send them those care packages too. Because um it's like I don't want my boy Christopher Sean to be struggling around um the greater Los Angeles area looking for <laughs> action figures. because um, but yeah, it's uh it was awesome. And just to just to see, like you said, like he came to pick it up himself. That was that was a really cool thing. And and I, I regretted that we didn't have them because they come out April first.
2: <laughs> oh, he was so close. <laughs> yep. um,
0: but yeah, and, and like you were saying, like the level he interacts on, like with fandom, is something I don't think anyone would have expected. Like no. it's an absurd, like there's an absurd amount of us who he follows on Twitter. Yeah, I'm one of them. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: like, I, I didn't know, I didn't know how to say that. <laughs> like. When I met him, I didn't want to be like you follow me.
2: Follow me already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, but I was like, "Oh yeah, like talk or I don't know what. I don't remember what I said. It's one of those things where you're like you're just talking because you're surprised.
2: You're like, "Oh my god." Like so
0: surprised um that I was just like, "Hopefully things made sense." Um, but yeah, that was a that was a great little day at work. That was my story of mo- moist. moistness.
2: That's probably the best story of moistness yet. That's so good.
0: It it was a very personal moistness, so I'm sure Celebration will will yield a few more.
2: Oh, I'm positive. Yeah. It'll be dripping with moisture.
0: Uh, (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) uh, that just about does it for this week's episode, a, uh, a power episode. Um, yes. so basically if you're,
2: power two hours. Yep,
0: if you're on a, uh, if you're on a road trip or a nice long commute, put us on and we will take you all the way <laughs> with moistness. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: Meow.
0: yes. So you guys, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at ImpSenatePod Senate pod on Instagram at Imperial Senate pod. And you can like us on Facebook for show updates and all other cool stuff on there. Um, If you feel like sending in any questions or a voicemail, you can send it to imperial senate podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing those. Our boy, rural farm boy, you know we love hearing from you. Everybody follow his lead and uh, send us voicemails because they are awesome. Um, You can get some sweet swag from tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the imperial senate podcast. Make sure you get those moist uh t-shirts and whatnot in time for celebration um you can become a patron on our patreon page because that would also be super cool and helps us keep everything running and uh this this senate alive (laughs) um
1: you know
2: (laughs) and helps you get some celebration handouts sizzle 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 that will be coming your way so the patron that helped us uh, get some of those done. Yes, so that's cool indeed. And and if you are a patron, you definitely should come find us and get some because we love you.
0: Yeah, you are. Uh, for as much as we do the talking and the putting the show out, you guys are the real heroes of this operation because you are giving us <laughs> actual things <laughs> to uh, to help us um, <laughs> to help us
2: like actually keep doing. Yeah, this. <laughs> so
0: you are you are the you are the mvps of our operation um and if you all play star wars battlefront 2 on the playstation network you can join our community group um there will be more info on that because there will be a playing session i suppose to try out the new command posts
2: yeah buddy it'll
0: be very fun and also um like we mentioned at the top of the show we will be doing some more Resistance content, um, special episode to go over season one and our plans for the, the future of the show. And, and then a Star Wars celebration, like we said. Um, make sure you come find us. Uh, we want to hand out some cool swag. And I think we want to do some content on the floor as well so Uh,
2: we do i know there'll be databank discussions from the floor so if you've got a favorite minor character in star wars um we haven't decided what day that'll be yet but come find me and tell me who it is and what you want uh to know about them
0: i'm very excited for these whole bite size databanks just sort of like
2: they're gonna be so much fun
0: snapshots of just fandom um yeah it's gonna be great so yeah definitely take part in that and um And hopefully, yeah, we can give you some cool stuff on the celebration floor April 11th through 16th. And where is it? 15th. 11th through 15th. The 15th. 16th I fly home. (laughs) Let's get my travel. Well, well, there you
2: go. (laughs) There we
0: go. April 11th through 15th. Um, If I said 16th at the beginning, my bad. Um, (laughs) But yeah, there we go. Where can we find you online, Claire?
2: Let's see. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cstrips, and you can find Charlie on Twitter at CMW Ashby, and you can find Kristen on Twitter and Instagram at Kristen K Bates.
0: Perfect. How about you, man? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Naquicius N A Q U I C I O U S, and you know what? You can find me on Instagram too at Yeah, you can. N I C T O P H E are and uh yeah you can see what I'm up to there nothing interesting <laughs>
2: <laughs> gotta get posting. I'm sure you'll have plenty of photos for celebration
0: <laughs> um, I hope so I have I just love scrolling through celebration albums and being like oh what an amazing day um so yeah to all the good days that lie ahead thank you guys so much for listening to this epically long episode <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure Claire thank you for. Sitting and chatting,
2: it's always a good time, man.
0: Indeed, and uh, hopefully next time we'll have, you'll be able to hear more from uh, the missing members of our wonderful Senate. But until then, we thank you so much for listening to this epic episode of the Imperial Senate Podcast, and may the Force be with you always.
2: Bye.